0: Hello and welcome to the beginning of the program. Before we get started, please indulge me in some vocal exercises. Coincidentally, these vocal exercises coincide with the Patreon shoutouts that I have to give because of our patrons. It's just a coincidence that they are exactly the same, but it's a funny coincidence, isn't it? Ben Krieger. Ben Krieger. A warm welcome to casual Colleen, Charlotte Lane, Colleen Humphreys, Dion Thomas, Doc Rubente, Eddie Di Santiago, Emily Lyon, Ezra, Ezra, Hannah Kim, Hana Kim. Is this bit getting old already? Kyle Hatfield, Matt, a.k.a. Stormerget, Michael Robertson, Mick, a.k.a. The Nanobiologist, Nancy Konak. Shout out to Cam's mom. Nene one, two, seven, one, five. Nick Potter, Pilnock, Sammy V. Spence, Steph, Stephen Mayfield, and Z-Z-Z-Zack. Zach went to the store and bought some hot dogs. Great. Cool. I am ready for this podcast that we recorded like a week ago. These are getting weird.
1: where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I'm salt and vinegar, Nathan Brandt. Great. Uh, and today, we're joined by our good, good pal, Leslie Gideon. Hi, Leslie. How's it going?
2: Hey, how's it going, everyone? Happy to be here. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Well, we're going to just kick things off here by starting with the one question that we ask every really new guest at this point for Hamburg Lore. Leslie, what's your favorite fast food item?
2: OK, so I have come prepared. I've done my good, research.
1: Good. Great, and I have good.
2: two specific answers. One, okay. my like go to like I'm on my lunch break and I have 10 minutes left is a McChicken mm-hmm. and a Sprite yeah. from McDonald's. My. Yeah. If my soul is broken and I need to heal fast food meal is a quesadilla, the beef quesadilla yeah. from Taco Bell.
1: Okay, okay leslie we're gonna be great friends <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i was gonna say that mcdonald's sprite will will like that's like smelling salts that's like
1: that will cure depression like, it would it would kill a, a victorian <laughs> child <laughs> mcdonald's sprite <laughs> i think i really do think that people do not give mcdonald's enough credit for the mcchicken like it doesn't deserve a lot of credit Mm -hmm. But that is a pretty fucking good dollar chicken sandwich.
2: This is a complete side change. But I do have a funny story about the McChicken, which is that way, way, way back in the day when Twitter switched from having a team of people picking the trending topics to Mm -hmm. algorithm based. One of the very first things that the algorithm chose was a man making use of a McChicken. And I will let you fill in the blanks.
1: (laughs) great great wonderful
2: excellent we are, you are you
1: are ready for this show yeah, dude no I, kidding. Prepared. Oh my God. I did
2: my research i'm a great. professional and i'm ready excellent excellent well
1: i never knew that um Woo. speaking of i guess fucking a mcchicken uh <laughs> did you guys know that every thing that you have ever seen picture wise as far as food goes is just mashed potatoes
0: yes 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 yes
1: yes Uh, cam
0: is using his degree
1: today yeah so uh eddie in the discord brought this up shout out to eddie uh and i'm like no i actually should talk about this because uh i have a photography degree and one of my favorite things to do in college was like shoot food um so i wanted to like like going hunting Yeah, yeah. Uh, So literally, I would just like. You ever play Oregon Trail? It was just (laughs) like that, Um, except it was like instead of bison, it was you know a fucking quarter pounder with cheese.
0: Dude, if I eat a quarter pounder with cheese, I'll slump over instantly in one frame, just like those buffalo (laughs) do. Um,
1: but yeah, I thought it would be really fun uh, to dive a little bit into how. Food photography is not what it seems, Um, because just from like talking to people outside of like, obviously, like I knew a bunch of photographers and stuff when I was in college, but from like talking to people who have like nothing to do with anything or they're just like, yeah, man, I just go to McDonald's or whatever. There's like, man, like it's so sad how different it looks whenever you get it versus how it yeah. looks like on the menu or like in the print advertisements or anything like that. And you're like,
0: actually, the lettuce is made out of mashed potato. Dear reader, that is by
1: design. Um, So, yeah, uh, I I was I looked into and watched a couple of interviews a little bit ago just from people who do like corporate level or like client based food photography shoots, um, which I think super fucking fascinating. It's like honestly pretty rad that I get to do some of this stuff with. Audrey's cookies a little bit because she's like you oh, take yeah. like nice pictures of these because mm. she's wanting to sell them. Um, I think it's neat that the idea of food photography is not to like be representative of the food. It is just advertising, like one hundred percent. It is important because every food photographer sets out like if you want a quarter pounder with cheese. I guess we're just going back to that, right? You're always going to have in your mind what you think it should taste and look like and their job is to without ever having like know what you are thinking because that's impossible literally create that and like make this weird kind of art project out of it yeah um i think this shit's super fascinating um it's really interesting to think about how almost everything in a food photography shoot um it's edible on a technicality, but like you'll get mad food poisoning.
2: Yeah, there's a weird balancing act because I had some friends when I, I went to fashion school, but mm-hmm. I had some friends who like studied photography and like some of them did commercial photography and they had to learn like both the legality of like the actual food has to be the food product, but any adjacent yeah. stuff could be fake. So like the cereal, the Cheerios have to be real, but it does not need to have real milk. Um, And stuff like that. And there's also a bunch of really arbitrary rules of like food photography. Like the one that I always remember is that if you look at a photo of spaghetti on like a TV dinner or whatever, you will never see the ends. It's like an endless single loop of spaghetti. That is correct. Yeah. Wait. Are
0: you are you telling me there's a law that spaghetti can't
2: show feet? Yeah.
1: Like what is happening? Spaghetti like, uh, is recursive by design, Nathan. Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, like that, that that's super interesting.
0: So, that, I'm sorry. Just endless spaghetti is like yeah. such a it's like a it's like a punishment
1: at that point. It's not all you can eat. That's some like Sisyphian Olive Garden shit. It's non spaghetti. Exactly. Yeah. You have endless breadsticks and non-euclidean spaghetti
2: you're getting endless breadsticks and that is a threat exactly (laughs) like you do not get to
1: finish them you do not get to leave this restaurant until you finish every single one of the literally infinite breadsticks (laughs) yeah it's super interesting because like it it feels it felt like a kind of a no-brainer to me just like the nature of food photography like there are food photographers and there are food stylists. Like those are both jobs that exist and they basically kind of work hand in hand. Like it's almost this cool engineering project to put together yeah. <clears throat> a plate of appetizing food for a camera. Like for instance, um, ice cream is kind of the big one that I always like talk to people about. Um, there's a really good, uh, like few pieces put together by the photographer Sandy Suffield called faking it, which is literally like photos of what you would expect like a food photography setup to be. And then there's just like the ingredients that actually make it up. So like, for instance, like if you have ice cream, for example, lights in a studio get really, really hot. That shit's going to melt immediately. And there's ways you can use like dry ice and stuff to like, you know, get like a more authentic ice cream look. But it's going to be a lot better use of everyone's time to just take some like instant mashed potatoes and lard Use the fucking like scooper thing that you would for ice cream, like have some food coloring and dye, and then just like put it in a glass. It looks just like ice cream from a camera because like you're not going to see like how cold or how hot it is or something like that. Would you eat it, though? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, of course. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I fucking hate myself. (laughs) I was not ready for that. For that know, I host a fast food podcast, Nathan. Yeah, no
0: shit, Nathan. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Of course, I would eat mint chip mashed potatoes lard.
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) they're not putting chocolate chips in it.
1: Yeah. What are the chocolate chips? What are they then? (laughs) Um, Yeah, they're like, you can get like plastic fake chocolate chips. Like, and just like. Oh, so you guys would eat that? I mean, sure. Fuck it. I've probably eaten worse.
0: Plus I mean was like we're did f- I I didn't
1: fucking stutter Nathan <laughs> I will and I do.
0: We're all full
2: of microplastics anyway. Might as well just fully exactly come that. into the bit. I'm moving 100%. up to
1: macroplastics <laughs> yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. I am a Barbie girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it it was really interesting like I think you should you should definitely if you're listening to this like look up like this this series of stuff cuz it's like a it's a really 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 cool like piece put together like uh, this person had like a bunch of cookies and stuff like that, and you know you gotta you want to dip it in milk, but like milk doesn't really look good on camera, so just use glue. Like, every time yes. that you see like a bowl of milk or something in a photo shoot, 99 percent of the time, that's just like PVA glue. Just like put in a bowl because it's like really like radiantly white and bright and like white balances extremely well.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so like, what do
1: you mean? Milk looks bad on cam. <laughs> milk, just, it, it's it it's not great. Um, people plus will, like, with the heat, it'll yeah. There's like a thing in this shot of they like cut through this roast and it looks very appealing and shiny. But like meat doesn't really kind of look like that very well on a camera. So then what you do is if you've got like the fold over on here of like you know like the meat like falling off of like the actual like roast or anything. Uh, you just slather that shit in fucking like hairspray and motor oil. Oh, dude. Um, I think that's syrup Motor oil is what is for pancake syrup too, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, your like brown, like glistening like juices on meats is just your motor goops. oil. Your goops. your goops. Right, right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Your gloops, um, your juices, your fluids.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the three genders. Um <laughs> Like uh whipped cream a lot of the time is like shaving cream. Um, you know, like, uh there's there's a picture of this picture I think is really cool of this like grapes that are like very delicately placed, but they're like hung up with strings and the like white dust on them is just like talcum baby powder. <laughs> um I think that stuff is super fucking fascinating. Um So okay. Yeah. So how does that deal with the the like
0: the like laws then
2: like, as long as the actual I'm... food product itself is the food everything yeah. around okay. it can be fake so like if you're selling grapes the photo of the grape has to be a grape but you can cover it in powder okay. you can cover it in motor oil and hairspray and all that
0: i don't know why talcum powder was the flag and not motor oil though <laughs> that's that's very funny like, yeah
1: yeah i eat motor oil all the time dude <laughs> <laughs> um but like uh it it, it gets weird because like it's I think you can with certain things you can get away with it like if you're shooting ice cream and it like has to be ice cream for like you know advertising purposes there are ways around that like a lot of people use like dry ice and like basically just surround the fucking thing with it so it like stays relatively cool a lot of time you'll use like natural light and stuff like that for ice cream um something also interesting with ice cream is uh it like looks way more appetizing whenever it's like slightly melted so a lot of like food stylists will carry around literal plastic straws and just like blow hot air on them like while they're like shooting them so it just slightly melts you get that like little like ice cream drip that's like super appetizing yeah so it's uh there's this photography learning community website thing that do a couple shows called adorama um and they have this thing called adorama Mm -hmm. tv where they basically have this series called how did they do that where they just like talk to photographers about Pictures that they've taken and like their styles, and then you know, kind of go deep into what exactly you know they did. So, let me post a couple of screenshots from that interview really quick for y'all here. Um, it's super interesting. I highly recommend like giving it a watch. Uh, the one of the people on there, if you just search for, I think her name is like Kim Krejca, K R E J C A. Um, she's a food stylist that does a lot of really cool stuff. So, one of the things they get into on that. And again, also, I'm not really sorry if I'm boring a lot of people here with relatively technical photography talk, because I think it's interesting and it's my show. Um, So suck it. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the things one of the things they get into is, you know, if you want like that really appealing shot of food, you want to come in from like a higher angle. You get like more texture and everything. But just the nature of photography will flatten out the image. So you want to like artificially raise the back of it like there's risers behind it. Yeah. Uh so I posted this picture in Hamburg Lore chat of this like really appetizing looking like salad. Um that salad is actually just like a very small, like almost like think of like a candy coating for ice cream. All of that stuff is literally just sitting on a bowl of mashed potatoes. <laughs> like almost yeah. any time that you see a picture of like something in a bowl that is like it looks propped up and has like good like dimension and depth to it. It's fucking mashed potatoes, dog. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I hate this. It's it's cool as shit. It's so cool, but it's also like uh, Yeah.
2: Too... What is your beef against mashed potatoes?
0: Yeah, Nathan. It's not it's I don't have a beef with mashed potatoes. That would be gravy. But yeah, cuz they're vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, no. Um my my beef is the like the weird combinations of stuff and like something not being what it looks like like if i just was like oh cool a strawberry ice cream and then i just got like you know some potatoes, i'd be a little bit that would be weird that. that's
1: like a weird <laughs> yeah. april fool's
0: joke yeah um, well what's even weirder is like you know here's your here's
1: your checks mix, or here's your like bowl of checks and it's right. uh uh-huh, it's glue you're <laughs> <right> dead now <laughs> Um, but like uh, this picture that I just posted in, it's like this uh, kind of traditional looking thing of like, you know, it's like your, your, maybe like your Christmas dinner. It's like a nice ham uh, with like some, you know, rolls and stuffing and cranberry and all that other stuff. Um, the, like, you want to get those like folds in the meat because it just looks really appealing. But they are absolutely just like held in with thumbtacks. <laughs> um the mashed potatoes back there I think are probably actually real but I was, was going to um, say well now what are the mashed potatoes But like everything else most likely The mashed potatoes likely, are
2: actually cake in this case.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know, we're just like mixing weird trends here.
2: But like just everything Twitter else from
1: 2 years ago. Like I would doubt that's I I doubt that would be real gravy in the back there in that like gravy boat. Um everything else <laughs> is more than likely just like a layer of that food on top of like something propping it up. Um like, the rolls are probably real because rolls are just fucking squares. Um, yeah, but
0: they're probably sprayed with, like, nitroglycerin or whatever right. to make them more <laughs> bready or whatever the hell. <laughs> like-
2: <laughs> I will say, like, the reason that they do this is because it looks delicious. Like, I'm looking at that yeah, Christmas yeah. spread now. It's like, yes, I objectively know that that is held up by thumbtacks and the gravy is probably some sort of glue mix with coloring or whatever. But... It mm-hmm. makes me hungry. It makes me want to buy food. That's why I would, they yeah, no. cover it in hairspray because on yeah. a photo <laughs> it looks great.
1: Yeah, you don't eat the photo. Like their entire job is to just like present the idea of what that food would look like and like just get that like taste implanted in your mind. Um, yeah, those
0: cranberries look good. That stuffing looks good as hell. Yeah,
1: I would rip that meal apart like no shit i would eat the
0: hell out of those thumbtacks yeah
1: um like this one for instance this is a couple of like brownies and everything um the they go into it a little bit in this interview in particular but uh the like you know if you don't want to use uh mashed potatoes or whatever they'll use like cosmetic sponges or something to like prop them up you know that like kind of keeps the mess apart so if like you have to move if you have to shift food around there's not just fucking mashed potatoes all over it right um, you can use kind of whatever you need to to prop it up. But like the reason those brownies look so shiny is because there's a layer of motor oil on them. <laughs> it's always fucking motor oil. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's entirely just because like motor oil reflects really well. And or like they'll use like WD-40 also. And like in that interview in particular, uh, the photographer like, hey. Don't ever eat anything on set. Because I ate a brownie covered in WD-40 and that shit tastes bad. No um, way.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. If it's not at the craft services
1: table, right. don't fucking eat it, right. dude. Yeah. Um, Ugh. Yeah, I I don't know, man. This shit's super fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It's really cool, but it's also kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's just really fun to think about how like almost every picture of You know like a quarter pounder with cheese the picture that they have on the menu that shit looks good as fuck but like if you just go like 180 degrees and you see the backside of it that shit is like held up with fucking glue and thumbtacks and like all sorts of things and of course i think that's super fucking interesting
0: because if you if you buy the actual quarter pounder with cheese because of the photo what you're gonna get is basically the like roadkill version (laughs) of <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, like
1: yeah, this was yeah. this was like definitely like my favorite thing to cover in college. This and like animal photography were always my two favorite things, um mostly because I don't have to interact with people.
0: But Yeah, and you love you love like putting
1: motor oil on puppies and stuff. Oh I yeah, of it. course. <laughs> Big fan of that. <laughs> A fun thing that I feel like people that aren't photographers don't really talk about a whole lot is how like the verbiage of photography makes you like look really bad because like for my internship in college i was like the photographer for the local humane society for a while and that was super great and awesome but like i had to like almost like code switch away the idea of being like yeah i'm gonna go like shoot some dogs (laughs) that's a humane society right Um, which to my photographer friends, you absolutely know what that means. But like to anybody else, I'm going to prison,
2: you know, standard weekend, you cover them in some motor oil, you shoot them. So they make the cute little sparks before they go. Exactly. (laughs)
1: It's highly flammable shit. Um, What a good, what a good choice for a guest for this (laughs) program, huh?
0: Very good. Very good.
1: Yeah, I, that's I, it's not really like a full report, but that's just me just kind of talking about something I think is cool for a while. But again, it's my show. Eat shit in
0: the discord. You should definitely say listeners what your what your favorite fake weird food thing is, because that's yeah.
1: Yeah. If you if you know anything like that or if you even have like favorite food photography or whatever that you've seen that you think is cool and you want to share in the discord, you should do that. Weirdly enough, the Hamburg Lord channel is the most active one, and I don't know why. <laughs> um so come coming out in our discord is basically the point of my report that's my thesis anyway <laughs> that's all i've got for this one we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with uh, nate's probably significantly more structured and hopefully less motor oil filled report you don't know that i don't we will be right back <laughs> hey we're back um nate uh go
0: uh okay (laughs) it would be a weird thing to say that people love good products right like of course they do the the cheesy gordita crunch the iphone doc martens all of them are either like perfect in execution longevity utility whatever it's either like a very good tasty thing that is is quite consistent or it's like you know I'm buying this thing and it's going to last me for years and years and years
1: or whatever, right? That's why I buy my Cheesy Gordita Crunches, so.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> That's why
1: you put them in the fridge exactly, like a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you what now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, if I don't finish my Taco Bell order, I just throw it in the fridge and eat it the next day. I don't even fucking care if it has lettuce in it. I don't give a fuck.
2: Who doesn't finish it in a day?
1: Look, sometimes I order too much Taco Bell. <laughs> we can't relitigate this. <laughs> I will never apologize for who I am, Leslie,
0: but, Le- but Leslie, rest assured, I'm there with you and I don't get
2: it either. to quote to quote. Yeah, yeah, I don't respect it, but I accept it.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I understand. Um,
0: So it, it would be more than obvious to say that people like these things due to their ubiquity and the simple fact that they, hey, are good. Um, these things are all well and good, literally, but today I want to take you through, uh, two products that are the opposite of the cheesy gordita crunch. I want to talk about ubiquitous products or infamous products that are objectively bad because as stated in previous episodes of this program, I admire the brazen nature at which somebody can just offer up an immensely lackluster item claiming it's going to cure what ails you or whatever. So... Yeah, apply directly to the forehead. So the first, of the, three, <laughs> the first of the two things I want to talk about is going to go directly to your forehead. Head on, Fucking apply awesome. directly to the forehead. Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Head on, apply directly to the forehead. All right, that's the show, everybody. Uh, I just felt like I got caught doing something when Cam said that.
1: <laughs> that's how I felt when those commercials would come on. They had this like weird like like an alien was contacting you. <laughs> they had this like almost weird like
2: emergency
1: alert system vibe to them.
2: They didn't have any background music, they didn't have any yeah. sound effects. It was just this hopefully human woman saying, "Hang yeah. on. <laughs> She's <laughs> also actually made of forehead. mashed potatoes." So And it's just that phrase.
1: <laughs> it's just that
2: phrase over and over Three again times. with yeah. like what looks like stock image, but is too specific to be stock video of a woman, like, rubbing the head-on product onto her forehead. Yeah. Um, like, it had a vaporwave background. Like, it was, like, blue yeah. and gritty. Um, Everything yeah. about
1: it was just generic enough to make me think that, like, okay, is there a tornado about to hit? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's going
2: on? It felt like it was a compilation of stock footage. Yes!
1: Yeah. It was, Yeah.
0: Um, Jesus Christ. So, if you've ever been homesick during the school week or had the grave misfortune of hanging out at your grandma's house, only has like three channels on their television that looks like the one that they had in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) For those that don't know, the commercial is for this product that didn't say what it did, didn't say how it worked, didn't say what was in it, didn't say how much it cost, and didn't say where you could find it. Literally, all it said was head on applied directly to the forehead three times. So the catchphrase was put in focus groups um, and the members of the focus group said it was intensely irritating. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, um, if the product wasn't going to be applied to my forehead, the commercial wasn't going to be applied directly to my frontal lobe. Therefore, I never would have been able to forget about it if they hadn't gone with such a weirdly direct and kind of scary advertising technique. I have never seen somebody buy this product or use this product or neither have I heard about it in any kind of context other than the vexing TV ad that plagues my dreams. There might actually be a good reason for this, which is the actual formula and contents of the product that is known as head on Um, from Wikipedia. Great. Chemical analysis of the migraine formulation treatment has shown that the product consists almost entirely of wax. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's the rest of it?
0: The three active ingredients are iris versicolor, um, white briani, and potassium dichromate. Um, which <laughs> they are one par- they are okay. So the percentage of how much is in there, it's one part per trillion. And one part per million for both for those three things um mm. so it basically isn't there <laughs> that's
1: just a candle yep yep <laughs> yeah. yep yeah
0: so this amount of delusion is so great that the product has been described as a placebo with skeptic james randy calling it a major medical swindle correspondence was published with a statement from head-on customer service saying <laughs> as if this clears up everything it works through the nerves. <laughs> Which is just how I get through the work day, really. It's yeah. <laughs> work through the nerves. And then I have, like, it's a page break, but it's made out of question marks because what the fuck?
1: <laughs> um, Hello, yes, so that- I'd like to return this product. It works through the nerves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so basically, that's what head on is. It's just a candle that you rub on your forehead. <laughs> Through doing a little bit of research, I found out that the commercial is so repetitive and simple and annoying because they kind of can't say anything about the product (laughs) on TV because it's not proven to do literally anything it's supposed to do. I guess that's (laughs) true. All they can say is put her there, bud. (laughs) Put on some forehead deodorant (laughs) from an unscented candle. You're like, just basically just go grab the little the little tea light that's in a jack-o'-lantern and rub it on your forehead. It's the same thing. Yeah. Except for probably whatever pumpkin juices are in there would be more helpful. Just like worse chapstick. Yeah, it is just unflavored, unmedicated (laughs) chapstick. It's just stick. (laughs) It's just stick. (laughs) So, as I said, it's literally just a candle, um, like, essenced with the idea of these, like, herbs in them. It's the LaCroix of headache medicine. Yeah, well, I'm literally drinking LaCroix right now. That's at least something, though. They can't say, for headaches, use head-on, or head-on will help you with migraines. All they're allowed to say is, put the fucking candle on your forehead, idiot. It doesn't (laughs) do anything. You know what? Also doesn't do anything, and I'm tired of people buying it and using it because it absolutely doesn't do goddamn anything at all. Airborne. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate Airborne because it's nothing. (laughs) I've known about this for a very long time. I don't know if either of you use Airborne for anything.
2: I use emergency specifically for the placebo effect. I know. Objectively. I know objectively. It's just like orange flavored powder. Nothing. Nothing. But Mm -hmm. I got a trick. Sometimes I like feel a cold coming on or like I feel Mm -hmm. my throat being all tingly and it's like I got too much shit to do. And I'll just do the thing.
0: (laughs) Your body's like, oh, cool. It's the powder. Got it. Yes, (laughs)
2: I'll just do the thing. I trick the little little Mm -hmm. animalistic part of my brain that believes in whatever it sees. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. all right, I tricked myself into being more productive. So let's go. (laughs) yeah you
0: tricked your lizard brain that believes in magic to be like yeah we got the powder it's fine as long
1: as your subconscious believes it, that's fine you know like (laughs)
0: that's all you need well uh you know it was created by a school teacher oh (laughs) this shit gets me so mad though because a school teacher made it so like we They probably made it as a side hustle because we don't fucking pay our teachers yeah. anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. It doesn't necessarily denote that somebody giving you a straight up raw dogged gram of vitamin C every three hours if you feel like having a cold is going to do anything at all. So if you're not aware, uh, listeners, Airborne is a vitamin C dietary supplement that is marketed as being something that you should take as soon as you feel like you might be getting a cold. Like Leslie said, you get the little tickle and you have the, the powder and then, yeah, you're good or the tablet or whatever, It's called airborne because when you're on a plane, you're surrounded by a bunch of people that have different germs and shit going on with them. And you might need to protect yourself from those germs and other shit going on. Now, in 2022, we know that you could just fucking wear a mask and you're probably going to be all right. But like, if you really want to feel extra super safe, go fucking nuts and have a good night's sleep previously. (laughs) Like that's that is going to be infinitely more effective to you.
1: But Nate, how could this be uh, how could this be wrong and not work if there is a picture of somebody just like with random herbs in a mortar and pestle on their website? <laughs> what do you mean this doesn't work? Started in the kitchen. Now we're here, Nathan Brandt.
2: See, it's just the photography of it, though. It's oh, the environmental storytelling.
1: Also... Those herbs mm-hmm. are mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's all connected. At least if you ate motor oil, it would do something to your body, positive or negative.
1: Here's a, here's a really funny uh, screenshot that I'm just going to share with y'all really quick, um, just from this uh, vitamin website. Recall notice airborne gummies.
0: And like half of the things in that picture are airborne gummies. No. Oh, that's not good. Airborne gummies are what I took last night. <laughs> anyway.
1: Oh my god. It is a recall because of the pressure buildup in the bottles. Whenever you open the cap, it'll just fucking explode. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> Apply directly to your forehead. <laughs> That's so funny. Um. Holy shit.
2: See, I was thinking the recall was like something was wrong with the ingredients or something had gone off. It's like the gummies are so ineffective that they can't even hurt you. It's just the pressure of the air inside.
1: <laughs> it's literally the fact that like the fucking inside thing the moment you just pop the cap it could like fly into your fucking eye <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i think the thing that bugs me so much about airborne as a product is that it exemplifies the kind of like the like shitty american ideal of like oh something wrong eat pill feel better
1: yeah. <laughs> like i hate that shit so much or, like very alternative medicine kind of bullshit
0: but it's like corporatized alternative yeah, medicine yeah. too it's like the we, the like branding of it is just it just feels gross so much the same as head-on when you uh, apply airborne directly to your head nothing happens in fact there has never been any study made by anybody that you can trust that links this product to any health benefits at all It is marketed as a dietary supplement and not a drug. The reason it's classified as a dietary supplement and the reason that most any pill that markets itself as a miracle cure for shit in your pants or whatever the hell. (laughs) Actually, nothing cures shit in your pants. The 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 pill, believe me, but the pill that that (laughs) the the pill that says that it's going to make you lose weight is most likely just going to give you a little bit a little bit of poopy disease for Mm. a minute. So the reason that things are classified as dietary supplements is because if they say that, they don't have to get FDA approval because it doesn't do the thing it's supposed to do. And if you submitted it to the FDA, they would have to test it and make sure it did the thing that it said that it did. And Airborne is literally just like, let me just give you as much vitamin C as possible. (laughs) Any benefit that you feel that you may have received from this product is 1,111% placebo, just like the 1,111% of vitamin C that a dose of Airborne will give you. Jesus Christ. Vitamin C is one of the water-soluble vitamins, thusly uh, because of how bioavailability works and all that kind of stuff. You can only, like, put so much in your body at once. You can't—your body's not just like, oh, sick, extra— um it's like oh gross extra and then you pee it out because it's water soluble Mm -hmm. now if you had 10 times the daily recommended amount of something that you needed and it gets pissed out because you took a single pill of it hell maybe even you took the recommended once every three hours what you're doing is you're just putting a bunch of useless shit in your kidneys And you will be at risk of kidney stones if you take if you take airborne, (laughs) there are some concerns. First, there's no conclusive evidence that this product or any of its ingredients prevents colds or shortens the duration. Second, the adult tablet contains one entire gram of vitamin C (gasps) and the directions for use advise taking one tablet at the first sign of a cold and repeating the dose every three hours as necessary but no more than three servings a day. Vitamin C in doses higher than one gram, increases oxalate and urate uh, excretion and may cause kidney stones. That's from Wikipedia.
1: Now that's an airborne toxic event. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> So third, the safety of this herbal extraction uh, combination has not been established. And with herbs and dietary supplements in general, we only have the manufacturer's word on the label is what's in them. So let that be a lesson to you. Like many times what is said to be in a dietary supplement, whether it's like supplements at Target or whatever or whatever like that, it. Oftentimes won't even be the thing that it purports to be. There have been studies on like these popular brands of vitamins and stuff, and people were just like, Oh, it's just it's just salt. Salt. That's it. It's just salt in there. <laughs> it's just sodium in there. Yeah. It's basically just tablets of nothing that you take, imagine you feel better, and then you piss it out. So if you or a loved one has sworn by airborne um for their entire life because of some such health benefits they think they're getting, those health benefits are just kind of the friends they made along the way <laughs> because this product does nothing much like uh head on um this concludes part one of my journey into the worst yet somehow ubiquitous products i've got i've got a bunch more i'm i'm doing a report on quibi soon you guys <laughs> oh hell yeah oh i
2: i love the quibi drama it was mm,
1: it, i'm excited it was, for that there was a lot that happened there
0: stay tuned for quibi uh chia pets um yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna do it all <laughs> so that concludes my report for today but like the airborne thing i see people buying it and taking it yeah. and saying like oh well i'm taking a i'm taking a plane trip better get some airborne and i have to fight
1: that urge to be like
0: mm, you know it doesn't actually do anything <laughs> Like
1: <laughs> whenever you know? i would like go to costco back when i still had a costco membership that shit was like consistently sold out like mm-hmm. it was fucking wild.
0: Anyway, that is uh, yeah. that's that is the show for today. That's super
1: fun! Yay! Happy <laughs> fun times! Hey Leslie, thanks for being here today.
2: Thank y'all for having me. This was very yeah. fun.
1: Uh, if you wanted people to find you and the stuff you do on the internet, where can they do that?
2: Yeah, so people can find me on Twitter at thelesliegideon, all one word. I am a writer and a voice actor, so you can keep up with all the fun stuff I'm doing there. And I also have a limited run Halloween special coming out. Uh, Trailer drop will be September 1st. Every Saturday of October, there will be a new episode. It's a microfiction horror podcast. You can follow that on Twitter as well as at Hallway Nowhere.
1: Fuck yeah. Sounds dope as hell. That's an extremely good name also. Yeah, (laughs) that's really good. (laughs) Well, hey, if you, dear listener... Uh, made it this far. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you wanna support our bullshit, uh <laughs> subscribe on whatever platform you're on. That's super helpful. Leave us a rating and a review. That's pretty helpful. That'd be pretty cool. That's actually like if you want to support a podcast, that's actually I think probably the best way to do it. Um, you know, got our Patreon, patreon.com slash some good shows. You can subscribe there, get early access to shows, but like only by a few hours because you know it's whatever. Um you know, uh, if you liked whatever this was, check us out at Some Good Shows on Twitter. We've got other shows that are kind of along this same vein. Um, you might just like those two. We're at Hamburg Lore on Twitter. Uh, our show and music is by Zach Russell. Their work can be found at Cavity Crew. You can find me on Twitter at the Man.
0: You can find me on Twitter at, at VictoryPosition.
1: Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, decay exists as an extant form of life. <laughs>